Most states are uninvestable. The policy here is insane. The taxes are too high. Some pushback from our, our elected officials in New York on that. going to take Kathy Hochul. Yeah. But I'll debate it, them any time of the day you want. Uh, we would love to see that. AOC. She's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty. Happy Saturday here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza in studio live today with Ron Reinstein. A lot to get to today. It's been another busy week in the news, Ron. It never stops for us, does it? It's amazing how it evolves over a five-day period of time. And the stupidity says, hold my beer, because it just gets worse by the minute. Every single week, there is something that, you know, it, we don't even have to prep. I think we spent about, usually Hayflick and I spend about eight hours prepping because we get all nervous and jerky. But <laughs> you and I today spent about 45 minutes. We got a lot to get and to. we probably got like 10 hours worth of content. Yeah, we're not going to hit it all. That's for sure. We have we have Mark Poland cars uh, on our docket today. We're going to talk a lot about that. In the first hour, we're going to have Dave DiPietro calling in to talk about Mark Poland cars and his reelection bid here in 2023. We're going to talk a little bit about COVID. It's back, baby. Uh, yes. Trump indictment number four, maybe some Biden crime family and Russia, Ukraine, if we have time in the second hour. We're also going to have Todd Aldinger calling in to talk about the Trump indictment on the legal side of that. There's a lot to get to there. Um, Ron, let, let's start. Well, before we start, I, I want to put a text line question out there. So text us 716-817-0716. There's been a lot of talk about COVID mandates. We'll get that in later. But uh, if they try again with mask mandates and everything else, do you believe they will, number one? And number two, will you comply with any further COVID mandates? Because the rumors are, starting in September, they will be back, not just here in New York, but federally. I'm looking for the fourth year of death and destruction for being unwashed with the uh, experimental gene juice. How about you? Yeah, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens on that. Uh, you know, is it going to come to schools? Is it going to come to airports again? I mean, what, what, where is it going to go? So, again, do you believe they will try with mask mandates and everything else? And if so, will you comply? That is our text question for today. Fingers crossed they say dry cleaning bags save us this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can exactly. just walk around with yeah. those wrapped yeah. around our head. Yeah, the bandana that, that you can uh, spit through, that, that, that probably will do this time again. Absolutely. 716-817-0716. If you want to call in, folks, 585-222-1180. That's 585-222. 1180. Let's start with Poland cars, uh, Ron. So Mark Poland cars have a real have a tough 12 months, I'd say. Um, he is he is lashing out. He's getting nervous. Uh, Chrissy Casilio is his is his uh, candidate that's going to be running against him. I hope, Ron, that that Western New York can smarten up and maybe maybe fix what we have wrong here in, in Western New York and Erie County. And that is Mark Poland cars. They need to look past the fact with the Bills Stadium. And say instead of like again, it's not just your civic ethos to go support the team and be like, oh my God, Poland cars and Kathy Hochul, they delivered a stadium. By the way, you know, taking five hundred million, you know, from the Seneca Nation, but you know, that's another subject for another day. But just realize that nothing is getting better under his stewardship at all. Taxes continue to go up and he's gonna and I guarantee he'll counter with, well, the percentage of what we multiply your property taxes by hasn't gone up. But when you raise the assessed value, Dick Tracy, your taxes do go up. What deliverables are we getting here in terms of jobs? Nothing. How about educational standards? Well, again, same guy, along with, you know, Chompers McGee, Kathy, and Andrew Cuomo, who not only killed elderly people. They, here's the thing, folks. These are the same people that release people out of prison, okay? 
felons to stop the spread of a germ. And instead, they jammed your grandparents, your mom and dad back into assisted living facilities, nursing home facilities. And we see, but yet they won't release that report either. And there's polling cars cheering it on. Team science, team science. And then let's keep going. The blizzard. You know, you know, this isn't like I have family that live in Virginia and it snows pretty much once a year. Four or five inches of snow, it shuts everything down. Here we are in this snow belt. And just again, under his leadership, 2014, when we had that blizzard, same thing there too. Oh, how about you close the throughways? How many people ended up dead there? Yep. And yet again, this same folly. That body count, and I hate saying it that way, but that is exactly the result of their ineptitude, is much higher. And I love how they're like, well, is it from the blizzard or because of the blizzard? How about it's because of your stupidity, your ineptitude? And yet this is who they want to vote for yet again. As this, We are stuck. I mean, again, you look at the, the I guess you can say the evolution of downtown Buffalo. I mean, we're both, you know, Childs and you know, 1980s and 1990s years of birth. Yep. What's changed? Nothing. I saw more construction cranes in a third world country this past February, folks, than I do in downtown Buffalo going to a Sabres game. Well, and obviously they they chose not to bring the Bill Stadium down there because they said we didn't have the infrastructure for it, which is a problem in itself. But I do want to say this too, Ron. So so in the last couple of weeks, as most of you probably have heard, we had two sexual assaults by illegal migrants in Cheektowaga. Mm -hmm. A case of tuberculosis. And now we Sweet. have 66 children that are going to be in the Cheektowaga School District. Going to Maryvale. Going to Maryvale yeah. that are not here legally, right? Mm -hmm. So let me just bring this up because Mark Do you Pollinger think they're going to be jabbed up? You know, do you think their jabs are going to be up to status? I'm sure they're all, you know, again, like here's, I did not to interrupt, but yep. again, like for these kids that are going there to learn to try to get ahead. Not all these people that are coming there are going to be speaking English. So how does a teacher teach to that? Never mind the fact that three years ago, here's kids trying to learn with their face diapers over the teacher's mouth, their mouth, all the above. But remember, plastic barriers. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget the yeah. plexiglass around yeah. their desk. It's just yeah. like a penalty box at, right. in an NHL arena. Right. right. Not only that, not only that. So how are they going to learn and how are these other kids going to learn? But again, there, there comes a cost with this. And, and I, I, again, I hope we see other people, you know, pony up. Yep. How about the liberals? Yep. Mark why don't you, yeah, polling cars, your house is, doesn't have kids. And, so why don't you take them in? And this is, this is a legitimate post from Mark Polling Cars this week, Ron, about, about these issues that he's having. While the last few days haven't been the best I've had in office, I think back to everything this community has gone through since 2020. The COVID pandemic, the mass shooting, terrible storms in the Christmas blizzard, um, the DeMar Hamlin incident, Jason Arno's tragic death, and so much more, and know that a few political hits and rough days against me are nothing in the grand scheme of things, especially compared to, where did I go, compared to what others have had to face. My team and I will come out stronger, and we will continue to work better, work for a better future for all. Mark, this isn't about you. It's about us. It's about us in Western New York, not about you and political hits against you. You're getting political hit pieces written about you because you have failed us. All of us in Erie County, every single step. Ron, how many times? One, two, three, five different things you failed us on. And DeMar Hamlin, by the way, you know, God bless him for being healthy and playing in the NFL again. That has nothing to do with what you've done with your leadership in Buffalo, New York. No. Stay in your house. Right. 
we're going to lock you down over a germ that was blown out of proportion, deprive you of medicine that was generic to save your life. And yet, again, DeMar Hamlin said, absolutely. But no one on the Bills, the Sabres, the Bisons, hell, throwing the Buffalo Bandits, they have no impact on my life. Yep. None. But yet, there's Poland cars like, oh, my God. Again, folks, look in the mirror. And I'm not saying that the next person up is going to save our lives, but start taking the onus for yourself. They're not here to help you. You want the government to hold your hand? Have at it. Because that's not us. Uh, and he also had time this week, Ron, to talk about the Trump indictments and how Trump is a cancer to our democracy, and and, and that will kill it if not brought to justice. Right. So he, he's he's. I love those buzzwords too. I know, of course, it's going to kill democracy. Right. Right. Again, Mark, did you not learn at the University of Toledo that the people who wrote that thing called the Constitution, again, it's not democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Did you miss that class, buddy? Did they not ask that on a bar exam? Well, well, Ron, th- those words are not going to help his reelection bid, and that's what this all is, right? All these posts, it's, it's feel sorry for Mark. we got to bring Mark back for another term here in 2023. That's what he's doing. Chrissy Casilio is, is fighting a good fight right now. We need more people to, to back her, to help her get to that position. We cannot do more Mark Poland cards for another four years. We just can't do it. Um, you know, I, I hope that people are waking up to this stuff, Ron. And again, we'll talk about COVID later because it is coming back. That's what they're telling us. They're already setting it up with MSNBC articles. It's coming well, back. Well, speaking of which, my, my wife just happened to text me that at Wegmans, I'm not going to say the location of said Wegmans, saw three different groups of people walking in with face diapers and then another intellectual genius driving in their car alone with a face diaper. I'm, I would guarantee jabbed. To the max. Yep. Jab to the max. But hey, now Pfizer and Moderna, and by the way, Moderna down 50% over the last two years from a high of, just call it like $416 and change. September 3rd of 2021, now as a yesterday's market close, because we do talk about money, and that's yep. what we love to help people about in our office at 305 Spindrift in Williamsville, New York. A market close of 101 and 62 cents. A $315 loss. That also would probably have to indicate to people that Wall Street's saying, yeah, this crap doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we'll talk a little bit. I have a great piece about Bidenomics versus Trump's four years in the White House. Um, you know, it's just it's one thing after the other. They just keep pushing the same buttons, Ron. They keep saying the same buzzwords, as you said, and people buy it. That's what's sad, folks. You got to do your homework and do your research. I know a lot of our listeners do, but you got to teach your friends and family some of this stuff, too, because what they're telling us about 13 point something million jobs that the Biden administration has created. No, a lot of those are from covid layoffs. Right. They and, don't talk and, about that. And again, there's two different surveys. There's the household survey and the establishment survey. And in both of them. The only thing they've created is Americans' independence, not independence, dependence on part-time jobs, not to save up for Disney, not because your son's got Slapshot Camp in the summer and you just want to make sure you don't have to put it on your credit card to get some extra pocket money walking around, or even for that task. It's for survival. It is for survival. But tell me they care. Again, like it's all part-time jobs. We're seeing more full-time jobs leave not come here and i'm not talking you know new york state yep the country 
Folks, we're coming up on a quick break here. Remember our text question today. Let us know what you think. Will they try and put mask mandates and other COVID restrictions back on the table? And if so, will you comply? 716-817-0716. We do have Brian Faraci in our office coming on next to talk some Medicare. It is almost Medicare season. Do not forget about our morning show, 815 a.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And our three podcasts. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, all on financialguysmedia.com. Don't turn that dial. We will be right back. You're listening to The Financial Guys. 25 years on the radio, now on the podcast, there has certainly been no shortage of material. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. The left he gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line, he's May going in on goal, he shoots, he's Alrighty, welcome back. Is there anything better than Rick Jenneret's voice for the Buffalo Sabres? Sadly, this week we heard about the uh, passing of Rick Jenneret, 81 years old. I-, I said this on our podcast earlier this week, and then I'll let you guys comment. But it's with with Buffalo sports, like sports is everything to our, our city, right? I mean, we we live on the Bills, we live on the Sabres, um, even the Bandits at times, right? They've had some mm-hmm. some great runs and. To have somebody like Rick Jenneret in our community truly meant everything, and that will live on truly forever. I know they say that it's a cliche, but his voice will. and his calls will live on forever. It doesn't matter what generation you're in, right? My grandparents listened to Rick Jenneret. My parents listened to Rick Jenneret. I then did, right? So, I mean, it's 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 awesome what he did for our, our, our city and what he did for our county, and, uh, you know, RIP Rick Jenneret. I mean, you, I've gone down a rabbit hole the last couple of days on some of his calls, and Brian, you probably can attest to, is that you just, it, A, it hits the feels, but then B, you remember where you were with those games, who you were with, you know, like just a connection, like with going in the yard the first time when I was a kid with my dad. And just at his, an eight-year-old, it was so just like big and cavernous going up to the oranges and that vertical climb. And then you look down, and you're just like, oh boy. Just listening to his calls and just, you know, me being out in the driveway or out in the street playing hockey as a kid Mm -hmm. and just, you know, reliving that, you know, top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Just, you know, some of those calls that he had will forever live on. Yeah. I mean, he he was just truly a legend, truly a legend. I mean, it's the same thing with him and Van Miller with the Bills. You just and especially for us being a little bit older than this kid over here, Jennerette was radio only. And that because yeah. it would be, and also every Sabres game was not on TV, and that's how you listened yeah, it was, is it was to him his and voice. Jim Lorenz for for the longest yes. time. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I, Jim Lorenz. He had Harry Neal for a while. I love he Harry. Had, he, he was so great. Rob Ray at the end there. Yeah. So um, obviously a, a huge loss for Buffalo, but we we cannot be more thankful that we had him as a as a announcer on the radio and on TV after a while. So um, we do have Brian Faraci from our office. Brian, I, I wrote this down. I, I did the research. 57 days until AEP. So in these last, we'll call it 60 days, what are you guys doing? We are recertifying, taking all of our tests, You know, getting brushed up on all the plans for the upcoming year, um, making sure that everyone's set. We've already sent out some of our letters to, to our clients to make sure that they're going to get their appointments scheduled because from the sneak peek that I saw, there there are going to be some changes. And as everyone expects, there's going to be an increase in some premiums and co-pays and you know, things like that across the board. What changes do you think that actually that you guys are seeing? Like, any, like if you can 
make it as consolidated as possible, but like big ones that are coming up that you guys are going to have to tackle. Uh, well, I'm very limited on exactly what I can talk about mm -hmm. and what plan benefits until October 1st. Um, but I can tell you there, there's, you have to keep an eye out for premiums and, and co-pays are the most important things. Um, and prescriptions. Prescriptions is, is going to be at the top of the list as well. For those that don't know, why is AEP so important and why is it so, I guess, limited in time that you guys have? So for most people, it's going to be your only shot to make a change for your Medicare plan. And, you know, not even just the plans changing, your health may have changed over the past year. And you want to make sure that, that you still have the best coverage, the most benefits at the lowest out-of-pocket cost. And with the way groceries are and everything else nowadays, I mean, where can you save some money? And I think, you know, health insurance, as you know, Mike, with car insurance, same thing. If you could save a few bucks, let's try to save it. And the other thing, too, like what is your time frame to make sure everything is set for open enrollment? So we have from October 15th till December 7th to make those changes. Um, there are other special enrollments that someone may qualify for using the New York State Pharmaceutical Program or the open enrollment period that, you know, comes in, J in January. Um, but most people are locked in for that next 12 months. So you want to make sure that you make the best decision and the most educated decision. So because New York State is very ahead of the game, Brian, they do, they do this with our stuff on the home and auto side too. But because they plan so well and they help the, the constituents of their state so well, Tell us a little bit about New York State of Health and, and when their rates are available and how that all works. So we get bombarded with calls. We have been over the past couple of months because all the letters got sent out. Oh, your rate's going up 38%. Well, it's, it's not going up 38%. That was the proposed rate to New York State. And they'll let us know what the final rate is somewhere about November 1st to November 15th. So they only have then four weeks to make a decision on that? So that's going to be separate from the Medicare side of it. Um, but yes, New York State of Health is only four week long enrollment period from the 15th of November till the 15th of December. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, nothing like planning at the last minute. Yeah, you can't yeah. really plan ahead of time for what those premiums are going to be. So the, the premiums come out and then you got to change your plan. Lovely. Um, Brian, tell us a little bit about you guys. Again, you are very similar to my department. Broker versus carrier, I always say. So so yeah. we are insurance brokers, we'll call it. We work with many different companies. And then there's other people that maybe just work with one company. Can you explain the difference and what makes you guys special? So the nice thing about what we do in health insurance is it's not premium driven. So I don't have to put a sales cap on and try to convince someone to take a $200 plan when I can put them on a zero zero dollar premium plan and make the same amount of money. So, um, and then we're able to shop all the plans. We're not limited to just you know ABC Insurance. Now we can shop eight insurance companies, and there's 57 plans that we can offer to you rather than six. The big thing though, too, Brian, is is it keeps changing. Like, what's the best way to adapt? Even like if it's midstream, do you find, or is it just kind of like you said, like if you pick the plan, you're locked in. So the, the insurance companies don't change anything mid-year. So once it's approved by CMS, which is our governing body, um, then it's there for 12 months. So you want to make the best decision because the plan's not changing and you're not going to get anything approved that isn't in the evidence of coverage. Mm -hmm. So um, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. And just making that decision is important because on the prescription side of things, I like to bring this up because of the donut hole or the coverage gap. And it's pretty much unavoidable, but there are tricks to to prolong keeping you out of the donut hole. Um, and if you start those, you know, loopholes or tricks from January 1st, it, most people, it works out well. 
Lastly, because we got about a minute left, Brian, like I said, 57 days until the open enrollment period. Are your guys' calendars already filling up with appointments for this this period? Yeah, people are calling in. Everyone knows the drill by now, at least our, our current clients. They know to call in ahead of time, get on the calendar. Because um, the past couple of years, we've been booking up all the way till 8 p.m. on December 7th. We're going right down to the deadline. How do people get in touch with you guys? 866-TFG-MEDI, um, thefinancialguys.com. You can book an appointment right through our website as well. All right, Brian Faraci from our Medicare and Health Insurance Department. Brian, your team always does an awesome job, and, and people really should. I always say this with my department, too. Give us a call just to see. You may tell them, stay where you are, do your thing, or we have a better option for you. It's always worth a phone call. There's no, no obligation, so just yep. give a call, sit down with us for 20 minutes, and let us go through everything. And that's what I even say to clients, too. Let Brian and the guys and the girls in the back, just let them get to the finite details of the plans because – I have some that really will take you know the initiative to start reading everything, and I say, look, just let them do it. Not that you can't, but there might be one thing you misinterpret. You don't pick that plan because that's what you should do. Real quick, taken. the stuff that you're missing is not on the books they're sending you. It's the stuff that they put in the fine writing or they don't mm -hmm. send you at all, which ends up hurting people most of the time. And to Brian's point, guys and, and girls, 20 minutes. 20 minutes they can look at things and, t and take a look to make sure you're in the right spot. Or if you need to make some changes, they can give you some recommendations on that. Brian Faraci, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brian. Folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833 Finn guys. Again, don't forget about our text question. Will they be bringing COVID mandates back, and will you comply? Shockingly, we have a vote already of, of five different people that have texted in, Ron. All five said they're not going to be complying. So that's how we feel here at the Financial Guys. And no shock, that's how most people in Western New York and probably across the country feel. Folks, we'll be right back after this hard break. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network. As somebody hangs up, that's your cue to call 844-434-4TFG. That's 844-434-4834. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein in studio today. Again, if you want to join our, our online poll here, I'll call it our text poll, actually. Do you believe the COVID mandates will come back? And if they do, will you comply? 716-817-0716. The numbers for no keep going up, Ron. We are now at seven no's on the they will not comply. So most people feeling the same way that we do. Um, we do have a special guest on the line now. Dave DiPietro will be joining us. We're going to talk more about Mark Polencars. Stay tuned for the second hour. We're going to be talking about the Trump indictments and some, some national and I'll call it global issues we're seeing. But right now, we are fortunate enough to have Dave DiPietro. Dave, happy Saturday. How are you? I'm doing great. Put me down as your eighth vote. All right. All right. All right. Right on. Gotcha. I put you right down. No, uh, diaper, no diaper here. Hey, our tinfoil hats are looking pretty like pretty much like halos now, aren't they? I think what conspiracy oh, no. theories are like what undefeated the last three years. <laughs> the the, the yeah. wins just keep coming. I'll take them. This is the what is it ninety one uh, AFC Championship Bills against Raiders fifty one to three. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Speaking of the Bills, Dave, they do the the Bills do play tonight another preseason game in Pittsburgh. So hopefully the starters stay safe tonight. Dave, quick question for you. I want to start with this. I'm sure you saw the the Mark Polencar's Facebook post this week, essentially making everything that's happened to Buffalo in the last three years about himself and that he's a fighter and, uh, you know, it's it's sad what's happened to Buffalo and not taking any responsibility for anything. Your thoughts on that post that he posted this week? I read that the other night, and I almost threw up. The arrogance, 
<laughs> okay, and it's not just him. It's all liberals, okay? The arrogance, they, they switch it up. It's all about them. It's about their feelings. It's always, they, they could care less about you or me or people that own a home. They don't care about you. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a woman gets raped. The three-year-old watches it. Okay, and Mark Polenkar says he has a bad day. It's, it's incredible the arrogance of this guy uh, that they can't. He's a failure, folks. Okay? Sociopaths he's, in their victim. Twelve years, he's a failure. And, and that's the thing, though, too, Dave. When do do you feel people will wake up to just again like the victimhood of them? The, they're, again, they're sociopaths, and on top of that. They, you know, again, they'll portray it. Remember, everything becomes the greater good. You better go get your jab for the greater good. You better let all these illegals in for the greater good. Do you think people will ever, ever wake up to say, look, it, it is about myself. It is about my survival. It is about paying my bills, trying to get ahead of whatever it may be. Or do you think it's just, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it this way where people are just, they'll complain, but they don't vote or they don't vote accordingly to their complaints? Those are the two big questions right there. Number one, people have been so downtrodden and beat up in western New York for decades that we historically have a low voter turnout. People just, my own brother doesn't vote. He has never voted for me. He won't vote. <laughs> Do you have him over for the holidays still? Yeah, we <laughs> still get along. Okay. Uh, but he, it, it, it's true, though. People are very... They just don't think their vote counts anymore. And when you're up against liberals and communists like we are in Western New York and especially New York State that runs the state, it's tough. It's tough. People just they, they feel they feel beaten up. And that's why I feel um, I'm, as much as I hate people leaving, I'm, I'm happy for them when they say, I've, I can't take it here anymore. I don't I hate New York State and I've got a nice job waiting for me in Tennessee or somewhere else. I'm like, good luck. God bless you. you know, and you never hear those people come back and say, oh, gee, that was horrible. I can't wait to get back to New York. They, I talk to them all the time and all they say is, you know what, Dave, get your butt down here. It's so much better. What a better life it is out of New York State. And that's what happens in, around us. People just they're just beat up and they just they, they, they need hope. And it's, it's really tough. It's really tough. But we try to give them hope, and that's why we fight. That's why you guys fight on the radio and the financial guys, okay? We're the last group. We've got to fight, okay? We've got to give people a little bit of hope. For those in the Rochester area that are not dealing with Mark Polenkars, I know you probably feel the same way about your elected leaders there. Uh, Dave, let, let me talk to you real quick about the 66 uh, kids that are going to be in the Cheektowaga School District this year. Can, can you tell us how that works? Ron brought up earlier, maybe some of them don't speak English. Maybe some of them are not up to date on, you know, tuberculosis shots and things of that nature. Um, can you talk us through how this is going to work? And then most importantly, Dave, who's paying for this? Because I'm assuming it's not Mark Polenkars. <laughs> you know, that's, like, I just did, I have a podcast I started a couple months ago, just so you know. And, uh, and if anybody, please, uh, it's uh, go to, Go to my Facebook page or Twitter. It's uh, Truth in Politics. And I just did a show on this yesterday. Okay, they're saying it's going to cost, just on the average cost per student, about $1.2 million more to the Cheektowaga taxpayers. But uh. when we dug into the numbers yesterday, it's, it's three times as much because uh, more than half of those kids don't speak English. Okay, and they're not all in the same class where you need one interpreter. You know, you're going to need one interpreter for each kid 
because they're going to be in different classes at different times. So you, if they, let's say uh, you got 20 kids that speak Yemenese, you are going to need 20 Yemenese interpreters following those kids around school at a cost of about $60,000 each, plus all the other uh, busing and transportation. It's, we're looking at not a million two, which they're trying to soft pedal. We're looking at about five, six million dollars, which is going to blow the Chictawaga budget. Okay, this is this is just bad decision making. This is bad leadership on polling cars. He's got to take responsibility. The people have to put the responsibility on him and and get him out. That's his mistake. That's his fault. Oh, and one other thing, you might not have known. When Mayor Adams sent those people here, Mayor Adams picked the hotels these people were going to, not Mark Polenkar's. He went right over Mark Polenkar's head. Mark Polenkar sat there and laughed like a lapdog. Wow. Mayor Adams, do what you want. Mayor Adams picked where they were going and what hotels they were staying at, among other decisions, which we're starting to find out. That's disgusting. I, you know, all these years I call them low T have been validated just hearing that right now. Well, and I was going to say, too, Dave, color me stunned, but the uh, the, the estimate they gave us at $1.2 million is, is wildly off. I'm shocked to hear that. Um, the other thing I would say, too, is not only are we going to have to bring in other teachers and all this other stuff, the kids in those school districts, their education is most likely going to suffer. Is that a, is that a fair statement? That's, that was talked about yesterday also. Oh, gosh, yes. Let's say you got one or two of those kids, you're going to the, the but the downtime with the interpretation is going to cost those kids, let's say it's a 40-minute class, five to ten minutes. So times that by a day, by a week, by a year, those kids are all going to suffer. They're not going to get the instruction they need. So, Dave, in other words, we need to have Crime Wave Kathy add another $500 million to the, the COVID relief for just screwing up kids the last three years. That's what it really starts to sound like, especially with the Maryvale School District, that – here we are, we made your kids, you know, we yanked them out of school. Zoom will keep them safe. Wear your face diapers, you know, go sit in the penalty box at your desk. Now, just like you said, like, we're going to slow down the learning process as, you know, the wannabe gangster, Mayor, you know, Mayor Adams bypasses low-T polling cars and just picks at random where to put these kids. Is, does that sum it up? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, well, the other thing we're not, have all of these kids been health tested? Have they gone through? Because we know they weren't vetted in New York City. None no. of these people. We've got tuberculosis. So has Gail over, Bernstein over time, has, has Dr. <laughs> Overtime, has she, has, has she put each one of these kids through medical tests? Are they all jabbed? Okay, here's the thing. If one of those kids gets sick, if something happens, she needs to resign immediately because she's totally faltered on her job. She hasn't done her job, and, uh, and she's caused this. That's a personal thing. Her and Mark Polenkars, because he refuses to fire her for her ineptitude during COVID, all during COVID, they both own it, and they both need to resign. Dave, before we let you go, you did bring up Mayor Adams, and I do have a clip I'm going to play for you, and then I'm just going to comment and then let you comment on it. So let's play this clip first, and then we will get to your thoughts. This is a national and statewide issue that has been unjustly dropped into the lap of New York City residents. We only make up 0.05 of the land mass in New York State, 0.05. That's what we make up. Yet we are housing 
over 99% of the migrants. So two things on that. First off, you, you make up 0.05% of the landmass, yet we give all our tax monies to New York City, right? Number one. Number two, Dave, here's what kills me. The act now like, oh, I can't believe, how did this happen? Well, it happened because you guys wanted it. You wanted it for Texas and Arizona, but you didn't want it for New York City or Martha's Vineyard. But they don't even have 99%. Like that, That's the most galling thing in his rhetoric. They're like, oh, we have 99%. No, you don't. But, but how do they get away with it, Dave? How do they get away with pretending like this isn't a problem that they themselves created? That's 100% correct. Okay. They wanted to be a sanctuary city. Remember, when Trump was president, that's all they screamed, how, how bigoted and racist we were. Okay, because we weren't accepting illegal aliens. These, these are illegal aliens, and 90% plus of them, if you've been uh, watching on TV when they get off the bus, they're between 18 and 30 years old, and none of them are fat. There's no kids. There's no children. There's no old people. There's no women. These are militants. They're coming across yep. the border with weapons, and these and New York City wanted to be a sanctuary city, guys, and and they brought it on themselves. They said we take everybody. Well, now, okay, you want them to come across the border, and you're going to get them. And now they're screaming, they're hypocrites. They're this is what liberals do. They lie, they cheat, they steal, and they're hypocrites. They they caused the problem. Now they're trying to blame it on everybody else because they didn't know. The ramifications of their decision making, like all liberals, they go with their, they, oh, it feels good. And then this is what happens. The rest of us get crushed with their bad decisions. Dave, rest assured, I'm, they will have a taxpayer-funded study in about a year saying, yeah, we, we, we did this wrong at the cost of $10 million just due to their response. The other thing, too, like real quick, I mean, just to kind of like move away, but also more deficiencies for uh, low-T polling cars what about his re like refusal to release the report that just lays out his catastrophic ineptitude along with you know crime wave Kathy Hochul back in December of 2022? There's an old saying, okay? When you tell the truth, you don't mind answering questions. Liars hate answering questions, okay? So when you're holding something back, it's because you're hiding something. Just put it out. I mean, if that report good or bad, uh, and you didn't have a problem, and you wanted to tell the truth, you would put that report out and you'd answer questions. But liberals hate it because when you call them out on facts, uh, they can't stand it. it go, as you know, it devolves into personal attacks because they can't base their argument on facts. And for him not to allow that report out is just egregious. It's egregious. That report should be – the taxpayers paid for that report, Okay. That's our report. We, mm -hmm. that, and we're all affected by it. So if there's bad decisions that were made, we need to know about it because, heaven forbid, my mother-in-law dies in the next storm because Mark Polenkars didn't answer certain questions in there because he was afraid to meet the public. Dave, final question. I know we keep saying that, but we just keep firing here. Final question. Our, our, our text poll today, 716-817-0716. Do you believe that there will be the uh, – I know you said you believe that there will be mandates. What do you believe is coming? And obviously you already said you won't, you won't do them, you won't fall for them. But what do you think is coming here in New York State in terms of mandates going forward? Uh, I think it's going to, if it happens, it's going to be in the fall. It's too, uh, it's, it's, there's not enough compliance. Okay. I don't think they're going to mandate anything on COVID for at least a month or two, uh, from what I understand, because it's too close to the school year. And they know if they disrupt the school year starting right now, 
there's mayhem and there's going to be massive riots. And I'm telling people, nobody wears a face diaper if they make us do it. And any store that says, uh, you want to come in, you have to be compliant and wear a face diaper, we boycott. Okay, I think we're going to be a lot more organized this time on that respect. We find these people that are going to comply. We're going to go after them in force. We're not complying, and we're not going to get caught off guard like the whole nation was and the whole world was last time. Now we're ready, and we're going to fight. And that's the thing, though, too, Dave, like you said, like how caught off guard we were. But even after like a couple of weeks, you just saw that nothing was working, and yet people just tripled down. Triple triple down. down on it. Yep. And here we are yet again, likely going to see the same nonsense. But call it October. We're, and that's yep. the thing again. Well, people, wake up. It didn't work before. It's not going to work again. Don't yep. do you, it. Did you guys see the last report came out yesterday? I just read it. Heart attacks in this country yep. are triple what they were three years ago. Climate change. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, uh, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a travesty, as you know. You know, I mean, all of a sudden now every school has to test school children, like high school, for sports. They have to test their heart, which never happened before. I was going to say the okay. same thing. When I played sports in high Crazy. school and just growing up, I never once had to be like, well, we need to get you an EKG. It's just like, okay, everything right. looks good. Here's your, you know, the permission slip to play from your, your doctor, your pediatrician. And let's not forget, finally, too, one last thing is that this is a, a, a virus or a flu with a survival rate of 99.997% for people that are healthy under the age of 70. Let's just not forget that, and that's what they're doing. Dave, to your point, they don't care about us. They're going to keep pushing their agenda. We need leaders like Dave DiPietro. We need leaders like a Chrissy Casilio. I think that's one thing, Dave, I'll leave you with, you know, we need to vote better. We need to vote in somebody that can take over from Mark Poland cars and fix what's going on in Erie County. Uh, uh, I'm with you. God bless you guys. Uh, you know, you, I don't think the financial guys, and when you're on, I don't think you even realize the effect you have. You guys, uh, you guys tell the truth, and a lot of people listen to that, and uh, we thank you for it because uh, we're just uh, we're inundated with far leftist realm right now especially in this state it's it's gone crazy and uh, i appreciate guys like you that uh, stand up for truth because like i say truth when you when you tell the truth people want to hear it right now because they're so inundated with lies so thank you thank dave you. thank you for joining us enjoy your saturday and uh, we'll talk to you soon god bless you take care guys Thank you. Thank you. All righty, folks, we're coming up against the break here. We are going to be talking some Trump indictment in hour number two. We're also going to be talking about the Russia-Ukraine conflict as well because there are some developments there. Uh, again, don't forget to text us, 716-817-0716. Do you believe COVID mandates are coming back? If so, will you comply? Don't forget about our podcast Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays and our morning show at 8.15 on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. All of that can be found on financialguysmedia.com. We will be right back. Happy Saturday here at the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein in studio. Uh, again, just don't forget about our podcast, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Unfiltered podcast, Mike and Glenn on Wednesdays, Mike Hayflick and I on Tuesdays, and I've been doing some interviews on Thursdays. This week we had Julie Kelly, who's been on Tucker quite a bit. She was talking to us about the Trump indictment and January 6th, and she's done a lot of research on that. Our morning show. 8.15 a.m., Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, a 15-minute morning brief. 
And we, we can now say, Ron, we have an app, a, fini- a Financial Guys app, Ooh. excuse me. So go to your app store on whatever phone you use and type in the Financial Guys Media Network, and you can download our app. It has the radio show. It has our podcast, our morning shows. It's got everything it's right It's a great bank there. of content. It is a great Absolutely. bank of content. That is right. We have fun with this. We're, we're, we're here to be your conservative soapbox. We are always going to be here on Saturdays. We're always going to be here during the week letting you know how we feel about certain things, and, and obviously hopefully you enjoy our content. Um, Ron, I'm going to let you plug a seminar that you're doing here coming up in September. Yeah, we have an upcoming workshop with my colleague, Mike Hayflick, and I, Social Security Optimization. Again, when it comes to helping, you know, again, create and craft that retirement income, as Mike and I will always say, Social Security, it is the cornerstone piece. It will be there for all of us as well, folks. But not to make a decision as it relates to your claiming strategy, because this is what mom and dad did, your cousin did this, or aunt and uncle said you know what take it at 62 no that's where we want to help get into the nitty-gritty give you a peek behind the curtain of the rules that are in place that allow you to leverage this guaranteed inflation adjusted piece of your retirement income and how it's going to tie into your investments your pensions all the above because again be empowered with the right decision or knowledge to make the best decisions possible You worked hard, you sacrificed your whole life to get to this milestone of being able to retire. We just want to make sure and help you not run out of money because all retirement's going to be just as it is while we work. It's enough cash flow to pay for our bills. And as we're seeing right now, inflation has not stopped. Contrary to what Pudding Brain and his communist minions have said, it is going up. But how do we help leverage all these sources to make sure you get not only to retirement, but all the way through retirement, meaning you do not run out of money. So don't forget about that seminar here at our office, September 20th, 6 p.m. We also have another seminar uh, hosted by my father and Anthony Zeffler at our office, Estate Planning, Passing Your Wealth to the Next Generation, with the special guest, uh, Stam Law Firm, will be there as well. That's October 11th at 6.15 here at our office in Williamsville. Again, both of those seminars, you can go online at thefinancialguys.com and the events tab, and you can register for both of those. 6.15 on September 20th. Yep, that's exactly right. And then, folks, again, don't forget about us throughout the week. 833-FIN-GUYS, financial planning, wealth management, life insurance, AHIP certified Medicare agents. You spoke to, uh, we spoke to Brian Ferracci earlier. Home and auto insurance, business insurance, that's my department. We shop over 25 companies to find you the best rate. And, and like Brian was saying, and I'll say the same thing, rates are changing in our businesses, and you have to look at shopping those and looking around at those every single year or two to make sure that, that rates are not increasing too much or that you can't save some money by switching to a different plan. We also have certified college planning strategists and certified Social Security planners, Ron Reinstein, Mike Hayflick, right in our office. Um, Ron, we're going to save the phone calls for the next segment because we have a pretty wide open hour number two, except for Todd Aldinger calling in. I'm going to set up the hour number two. We're going to talk about the Trump indictment, the fourth one. Ron, I always like to get your opinion because I know you are not <laughs> our resident Trump guy, maybe the way that I am. But, you know, some of this stuff, no matter if you're a Trump fan or not, it's getting ridiculous. Um, and it's it's sad to see what's happening in our country right now. It is political weaponization, and it is our Department of Justice. And many, many states getting involved now doing these things. Alvin Bragg did it here in New York. Uh, Fannie Willis down in, in Georgia. It, it's getting to be outrageous. It's getting to be scary, too, because we are not going to be living in the same country that we all know and love in a very short amount of time if this stuff continues. Uh, Ron, we're going to talk about Ukraine, too. I, I'm going to tease this for the second hour. We'll do this after Todd Aldinger's on with us. But... 
America is now uh, approving sending something to Ukraine. I'm going to tease it with that. I'll tell you exactly what that's going to be in our second hour. Uh, what else we got today? Ron? It was in a it was in a pretty good movie from the eighties. Yes, to help you tee that up. Yeah, yeah, that's a little teaser. There. It was yeah. a focal point of a yep. good movie. Yep. Back in nineteen, I think eighty four, eighty five, just after Top Gun maybe came out. Yep. Where Doug Masters goes and saves his dad. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that for yeah. now. Don't forget about our question of today. Text us 716-817-0716. Again, I know some listeners always say, why do you guys continue to talk about COVID? Because it's not going anywhere. And the government is going to get involved yet again. Reports are saying this. Will you comply with COVID mandates? And, and, and do you believe COVID mandates will come back? I personally believe they will. Ron, you've said it for three years. Even as they've relaxed, you've said you don't trust anything. They're coming back. So if you want to text us, let us know your thoughts. 716-817-0716. I got to work out. I'm out of breath talking. So much <laughs> <right now>. uh, <laughs> folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. A whole nother hour to go here on the Financial Guys Media Network. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the infraction. Yeah, All right. God save the queen, man. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program. All righty. Welcome back. Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys media network. Our number two here, Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein, live in studio. Happy Saturday to everybody And more out coherent there. than and more cave, coherent, cave, yes. frozen caveman, yes. Fetterman, and... Yes. Putting brain by I think I would yes. still have more verbal skills after 20 vodka sodas than those two clowns. Well, J- just say it. I'm not going to put that to the theory, though, because I'll be useless the next three, four days. Yeah. Yeah. That'll take you out for a while. That's yes. for sure. It's, it's different than it was when I was. I, I remember saying this a couple of weeks ago, like back in college, you'd go on a three or four day party bender with your friends. And it was like you were right there ready to go at a Bills game on Sunday morning. Oh, at God. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of commission for at least three to four business days after a, a, a drink up. So you need an IV at McDonald's. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I, uh, we do have the honor here of having Todd Aldinger on the line with us, a local attorney. We're going to talk about the, the Trump indictment because this is indictment number four and, and it's getting to be absolutely outrageous what is going on here in America. Todd, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Todd, can you talk to us a little bit? Let's start with all four indictments, not just the recent one. As an attorney and what you're seeing from these DAs and the Department of Justice, what is going on here? Because some of these crimes seem to be thought crimes, right? Like Donald Trump believing that the election was stolen or fraudulent. He is now being indicted on 91 charges, I believe, of the four indictments. That's 91 charges facing over 700 years in prison for this. What is going on? Well, I, you know, I think they're trying to get him on anything they can, right? And it's, um, you know, the old saying, you know, find me the man, I'll find the crime, um, you know, is very apt here. We have a a statute book that is so filled with um, crimes that it's, you know, it, and, and the justice system that has really expanded how they prosecute crimes to the extent where, you know, anyone who's doing anything at a high enough level, you know, it's, uh, 
it's hard for them not to uh, not to violate a statute at some points. And, they, and I think it's especially true when you're dealing with the president, who is you know always making judgment calls of what he thinks is in in the nation's best interest. And you know, you go back to I think the you know the, probably the weakest indictment, right? The uh, the Stormy Daniels hush money one. And you know that dealt with you know him paying um, allegedly through a private account rather than a campaign account. And, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, the executive of the nation would want to pay this in a private manner rather than, you know, using campaign funds, which are publicly available, um, because it would, you know, probably create unnecessary drama in the American, you know, political system if you paid it through the political funds. So he had, so even in that one, I think there's like a, a uh, and, and that's a very weak indictment because he should have been able to pay it out of private funds to begin with. But even if you say, well, he shouldn't have, well, then it's like, well, he's making a judgment call of what he thinks is in the nation's best interest at that time. And yes, that judgment call is consistent with what's in his best interest, because he's the president, right? And that's going to what's going to happen a lot when you're the president is the nation's best interest is going to be consistent with your best interest. And I think that that's what um, a lot of these uh, indictments are is, you know, he's just doing things that he thinks is, is good for the country, whether that's investigating election fraud, whether that's keeping um, a payment private, uh, that make a lot of sense if you're thinking about it from, you know, is this best, is the best interest of the nation that we have to make sure our elections are conducted pro- properly? Sure. Is the best interest of the nation that, you know, we don't have unnecessary um, drama with uh, presidential candidates? Yes. Or presidents? Yes. So all these things, you know, and I think that gets back to the paper that I wrote that I know the Trump team has read, which, you know, talks about how the original understanding of the Constitution, the president you know, has a a lot of power and a lot of authority, and with that comes a lot of immunity because he's going to constantly be making decisions that are difficult decisions where he's going to have to be given a lot of deference. And as the executive leader of the executive branch enforces the law, he can't. He, he's not enforcing those laws against himself if he's making a decision which he thinks is the right decision. And so that's really what I think a lot of these things are going to you know boil down to at the end of the day is that the president, as long as he can come up with an arguable reason why he thought it was the nation's best interest to take the course of action he took while he was president, he can't be prosecuted for that, right? If he went down Fifth Avenue, you know, like Trump always joked, right, and just shot a random person on the street, well, yeah, he could be indicted for that, right? Because there's no, there's no connection with the national interest for that. And that's actually a great story because this happened once when this was a similar president. Um, Ulysses S. Grant had a penchant for riding his horse too fast, and he got a speeding <laughs> ticket once in D.C., um, and he paid the speeding ticket. Because he did it, you know, he did it, uh, it was a completely private event, right? It had nothing to do with the nation for him to be speeding his horse, you know, on lunchtime. And I think that that's kind of, uh, kind of the reverse precedent, right? Like, that is an, that is an incident that is completely private, has no connection to running the nation has no connection to the presidency as such. Um, he's not. Do, there's no way to say that it was important for the president to speed. You know, while he was out on his lunch break, riding his horse around, um, and 
we don't, but we don't have anything like that here. Like, I think, you know, all these cases, I think President Trump, former President Trump now, can say that he had a reason that was in the national interest for taking the actions he did. And because he did, had to, has that interest, that reason, and because he wasn't impeached, it's going to be very, very hard to convict him, you know, under an original understanding of the Constitution and the President's authority. And that original understanding of the Constitution and the President's authority is how we are interpreting the Constitution now. And we saw that in the uh, abortion and gun rights cases that were decided a couple years ago, that when they were looking at these cases, they went back to when the con- those constitutional provisions were written and what was the meaning of those constitutional provisions when they were written. And you can do the same thing here. You look at Article 2 of the Executive Branch, right? It was written in... You know, 1787, ratified in 1788, operative in 1789. And at that time, you know, the best writings we have, you know, from the Federalist Papers and then from Alexander Hamilton after that, when he was writing his opinions on uh, George Washington's proclamation of neutrality, is that the entirety of the executive branch was vested in the it was vested in the president, very similar to how there used to be the entirety of the executive branch invested in the king in, in, in Great Britain. And that the real you know, invention of America um, constitutionalism was not to remove the idea of a chief executive, but was to make that chief executive elected for four-year terms rather than a hereditary monarch. And so, you, you know, you have a lot of pushback on my, my paper saying, oh, we got... We, fought the uh, Revolutionary War to get rid of a king, to get rid of someone who was, you know, a chief executive that was, you know, somewhat above the law. But that's not really consistent with American history, right? We did fight the Revolutionary War. We did get rid of an executive. We had the Articles of Confederation for a bunch of years. It didn't work. Like, different states were sending militias into other states. It was chaos. We couldn't, we couldn't fund the nation. It was total chaos. So that's why they wrote the Constitution. And the con- one of the main part reasons for writing the Constitution was to create a national executive. And so, yes, we did get rid of the king when we had the Revolutionary War. But we saw that we couldn't run a nation without a national executive. And so we brought back the national executive in the form of the president. And that's really, you know, boils down to we, you need to compare the president to, you know, basically what, you know, a king could do in England at that time. And the rules are, you know, a king can't be prosecuted for anything, right? King Charles could walk down the street and actually shoot someone. He he would be immune for prosecution. I don't think the American Constitution goes that far when it gives the president's power. But I do think it gives him the power that he is immune to prosecution if he can articulate why he thought something was in the nation's interest, and he took that action while he was the president. Todd, using that and point. That's, that's the heart of my theory. Like looking at the, obviously the most recent charges with Georgia and you're saying like, you know, the election was sold. And I'm not going to get into the fact that like some of the videos that we've all seen with ballots just showing up, what happened in Fulton County at uh, I think it was State Farm Arena when they were counting. But I mean, if I was an attorney, which I'm not and I'm not going to pretend to be one, but you can have a be real going back 20 years ago, every time Democrats lost an election where it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen. I mean, from Al Gore to 2016. And then, you know, when Stacey Abrams, yes, it was Stacey Abrams, but no one that perpetuated these 
things never face criminal charges. But like you said, now the statutes are like, I don't want to say fluid, but maybe that is the correct word here. And now they're going after, you know, President, former President Trump just based off of that. And yet we have many, many years of people saying, no, you know, this was stolen. This was stolen. This is fraudulent. You know, so-and-so was. Obama just, he said it years ago on the campaign trail that Democrats and Republicans have messed with elections. elections. Right? Yeah. And then the other case that maybe, you know, that, that kind of seems to spark interest here in relevancy with, you know, President Trump in Georgia. You guys remember Ricky Vaughn on Twitter mm-hmm. and how he just got, he got sentenced, you know, guilty. I don't know what his jail time is going to be for saying if he texts this number, you can vote. But yet there was other people on Twitter doing the same thing that were liberals. And yet one was charged, one was convicted, the others, nah, just no problem, nothing to see here. Do you think that's going to hurt him, too, when it comes to Georgia being President Trump? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a bunch of issues here, right? It's the first time a president has ever been prosecuted, right? And that is um, first time they've been prosecuted for anything besides the speeding ticket, right, with Ulysses Grant. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking a completely unique historical event that has happened without there being a conviction for impeachment on very flimsy charges, right? I guess my, my point here is that if you're going to bring charges, serious charges, hundreds of years of jail time potential charges against a former president, you know, it really better be a case that is strong and, it's a, and a case that doesn't involve him, you know, <laughs> saying things you don't want to say, taking pieces of paper you don't want him to have, or, you know, paying a settlement, you know, using a certain bank account instead of another bank account, right? None of those things are, none of those things are truly serious, and most people probably wouldn't get prosecuted for most of, for those things unless they were President Trump. Again, it goes back to the idea that, you know, they're saying, here's the man, find the crime. And the fact of the matter is, these are the only crimes they can find against him, right? Like, if, they, if there was something he did that was truly, seriously bad, they would have found it. But they, they've been searching for it, and this is all they can find. I mean, I think that goes to the idea that, you know, mis, you know President Trump was a pretty good president and wasn't corrupt. And he wasn't doing, you know, all these nefarious things. <laughs> And Todd, Todd, could you could you hold for us just so we can hit a, hit a break real quick? Yeah. Okay. Perfect, folks. We are coming up against a hard break here. Uh, if you need us throughout the week, eight three three Finn guys. We have Todd Aldinger and a local attorney here on the line with us. We are going to come right back to him right after we get back from this short break. We only have two genders at the financial guys. That never gets old, that, that intro coming back in. Um, we are live still here with Todd Aldinger, a local attorney, tra- talking about the Trump indictment. Excuse me. Todd, I just want to ask you a question uh, about the, the actual trial part of this, because I think that's another thing. We can't, in America, it seems at times, we can't prosecute rapists and murderers who admit to their crimes in less than 12 to 15 months. And they're trying, you know, Fannie Willis has said it. She wants this done. I think it's March 2nd, the day before Super Tuesday. Alvin Bragg's been trying to rush things. Jack Smith's been trying to rush things. 
how do they see this? And, and Fanny Willis, by the way, is trying to charge 19 people all at once. How is there any possible way they get these trials done before the 2024 election? I just don't see it. No, and I don't, you know, this is the thing. It's like they took two and a half years to investigate this, and they bring it now and have, want to have this super fast trial. And I guess their argument is going to be, hey, the American people deserve to know whether they're um, in the primaries, whether they're voting for a criminal or not. And, I mean, but that argument is like it's really undercut by the fact that they, they've been sitting on most of this information for, for months. And, you know, they could have brought this, you know, whenever they wanted. And it also goes to the fact that, you know, the trial's not going to be uh, the, you know, the end of this game, right? I mean, there's going to be appeals, and those appeals are probably going to, you know, consider some of the issues that, you know, I've raised on this call, you know, whether a un whether a president that has not been convicted of impeachment can be charged with any crimes whatsoever um, in relation to the time when they were in office, as long as their actions under investigation plausibly relate to um, the national interest. And so, you know, I, I, I think that there's going to, um, it, it doesn't, it, it seems hard to say how these are not politically timed indictments or uh, trial dates to try to um, sway the vote Trump off the off the campaign trail and sway the vote. Right. And so it, it simply is, um, you know, I don't think it's going to work, though, because I think that I think that the more these indictments come out um, with each one being so weak, um, you know, just because you copy and paste the same charge, you know, a dozen times doesn't make the indictment any stronger if the one charge you copied and pasted is the same, right? I mean, then you go to that's the Stormy Daniels payment one, which is there's a different charge for every check, right? It's um, it's a, it's an absurd um, absurd way to just make the complaint look more serious than it actually is, make his crimes, his alleged crimes, like, look like they're much more significant than what's actually being alleged. Um, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar payment turns into you know, decades in jail, um, which is, you know, really just, you know, an absurd way to prosecute anyone, much less a former president. So, I, you know, I think we're going to see a um, – I, I, I think it's going to backfire, to be honest. I think you, you'll see, like, the more people hear about it, because the president's indicted is the day one story, and that sounds pretty bad. But the more, you know, legal minds with that are a little – at least semi-unbiased look at this, um, the more the weaker and weaker these these charges appear, um, you know they're they're all you know straw houses or, or houses of cards built on you know very flimsy accusations that you know take one or two of them out the whole thing falls apart. So Todd, I, I think we'll yeah. Do you think that this is also trying to set a precedent for the next? Not just 2024, but you can look in the 2028 or you know, even like any election where someone, yeah. you know, from the the right loses under suspect circumstances and they voice the same thing. And again, the next thing you find is that they're under indictment. Attorneys aren't for free and they're spending a ton of money to stay out of jail because they're like, hey, this wasn't done on the up and up. And it's like, no, it again, trust us because it was is the rhetoric we're going to hear. 
And, you know, again, like it, it's just people aren't going to have the money, the worth that Trump does to stay out of jail. I mean, again, like it just seems to me like it's going to perpetuate more malfeasance on the electoral side. And then dare you, again, speak out against it. You're going to be paying both yeah, bucks know, I, to stay out of prison. Yeah, that's a real concern. I mean, the other concern that I'm worried about is, you know, if if these indictments aren't dismissed on a theory similar to the one I've been articulating on this program, that presidents are immune from prosecution for actions they took in office unless impeached, as long as those actions are plausibly related to their duties in, in being the executive branch. If, um, if that theory is not used to defeat these indictments, well, we're going to get into a cycle where every president is just going to start prosecuting the former president. Right? That, that, and that's not a cycle that's good for anyone in America. You know, it's not, it's not good. It's, it's, um, you know, we have, a, we have a process of impeachment that is, supposed, it is specifically designed to deal with presidents that are, um, as Benjamin Franklin put it, so obnoxious that the only alternative is it would be assassination. And, you know, if they're not using that to, you know, control a president's behavior and make sure that they don't, if it doesn't rise to the level where people think they need to impeach the president, then it shouldn't rise to the level where they need to indict the president either. And if they don't start, you know, articulating that theory, um, we are going to get into a cycle where every president is just going to be under indictment, or every former president is just going to be under indictment by the next president um, whenever there's a change in parties or whenever there's a change in uh, in um um, coalitions. It's, uh, you know, it's a reminiscent of, you know, what happened in, you know, a lot of communist countries with show trials and such, you know, Nazi Germany, etc. You know, it's, it's, we're going to have a system of justice, which is going to be a system of power instead. And it's not going to be neutral. It's going to be whoever is now in charge, they get to decide who's a criminal. Todd, and that is a very dangerous system. Todd, we're coming up against a hard break. Thank you so much for joining us today. We, we are losing America as we know it, and that is a very scary thing when we're going after political opponents, especially ones that have a 50-point lead at this point in time for the uh, Republican primary. Todd, thanks again for joining us. Happy Saturday. Folks, we will be right back with more here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Eat clean air and drink clean water. Has the woke media gotten too much for you? Follow the financial guys on social media and tune into our podcast anywhere you like to listen. All righty. Welcome back. I, I got to get used to those intros coming back in. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein, live in studio today. Uh, Ron, I got a quick update on our text vote here. It is 13 people so far that have, have texted in saying they will not comply with any COVID mandates. I'm assuming Mark Polencars and his pals are not listening because they'd probably be voting yes. We have not received a single yes yet, although everybody that has texted in believes that there will be a, a mandate coming down at some point here because the, the government cares because the government they're, they're cares. here that's to right. care about us that that's exactly that right. worked out great for the people in hawaii too yes right? yeah. yes yes that's working out water is equitable yes yes equitable water got to have it um folks if you want to text us on that tell us your thoughts eight one excuse me seven one six eight one seven zero seven one six if you want to join us right now on the live line five eight five two 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 one one eight 
zero. Don't forget about our, our media app that just came out, Financial Guys Media app on all cell phones, tablets, everything. You can just search in your app store for the Financial Guys Media Network, and you'll have access to all of our podcasts, our morning show, and, and reruns of this live radio show. Ron, do we want to get some calls in Yeah, let's get today? some calls. They've been right. waiting on hold for a I long know. time. Thank you. John from Rochester, we're going to start with you. I apologize. You've been on hold for like almost an hour and a half here. Busy show today. John, I know you want to comment on some of the illegal immigrants here in Buffalo and probably where you are in Rochester. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, guys. Uh, listen, uh, you know, they call them asylum seekers, but really they're de facto illegal aliens. Uh, at least most of them are, and maybe all of them. Uh, because of the uh, unconstitutional uh, programs that Biden has set up, and the Democrats has set up, this is uh, they're, they're violating U.S. immigration law, and uh, I just can't believe the media has has blacked this out. It's such a big story. Six million illegal aliens invaded our border while Biden's president, and the media has just put a blanket on it. You got the WXXI NPR stations. You got the Buffalo News, uh, Democrat and Chronicle. All ninety percent of the media outlets they have put a, a blanket on this thing. And and you know the thing that it's really dangerous here is that there's no uh, screening of these illegal immigrants from a criminal standpoint. You guys mentioned the disease standpoint, tuberculosis cases, uh, other diseases. It's unbelievable. In fact. Just before the uh, just before the COVID thing hit, uh, I talked to our commissioner of public health here, uh, Dr. Mike Mendoza, and and I said, Mike, don't or doctor, don't don't you have any uh, concerns about illegal immigration? Now this was before COVID, and he says, No, I really don't. I said, Well, what about disease? Are are these people being screened? And he says, Yes, they are being screened, which which has got to be a bunch of yeah. It is. It's unbelievable. And that's the thing. But, Notice the result and the correlation here, though, too. When you import the third world, you get the third world here. And just like you said, they're not screened for really anything. And that's and that's the part where it puts all of us at risk. It, again, where it gets conflated with the, the left. Come here legally. That's different. And if we didn't have all the free handouts, do you think people would be coming here in droves? The answer is no. And then the other thing they brought up as well, where they say they're seeking asylum. So let's say they're seeking asylum from their, their home country. Take a pick wherever they came from. We're leaving poverty. We're leaving crime. To come to New York State where po crime and poverty are like 1A and 1B. And, John, I'm going to say this before we let you comment again. I, you brought up, you know, the media. Well, yes, they're all part of it, and they're talking about what Ron said before, the buzzwords. They, they can't say illegal immigrants, John, so they have to use something else, which is asylum seekers, right? And here's what I've always said, and this is why, Ron, we differ a little bit on this, but this mm -hmm. is why I am a Donald Trump voter. I believe in his message of America first. At some point, we have to worry about America, our poverty, as you mentioned, Ron, our crime, as you mentioned, Ron, and many other things before we shell out money to Ukraine, before we let in six million more people, right? And, and, and John, you said border six million. security for like or, that, one of the, right. the last bills. I didn't mean to interrupt that. Yeah. Here's five, was it five million or billion for border security in like some country in Europe? And it's like, it's just, you grow a mustache and learn some Spanish. You're getting paid coming up through Mexico. And, and I'll say this, John, I'll turn it over to you. We complained 
about $4 billion for Trump's border wall. Think about that. We've given 50 times that to Ukraine, right? Think about to that the for a second. To the comedian that's losing badly. Yes, and that's the other thing they won't talk about, the fact that Ukraine is getting beaten down. And it's sad, actually, for a lot of those Ukrainians, but they are getting beaten down. There's reports of soldiers not wanting to fight anymore. John, I think you, you always hit the media side. I agree with you. It's, it's, I was never a, a conspiracy theorist guy. I got my tin, tinfoil hat on right now. But, but this is a uniparty. We are living in, a, in a China right now. They are censoring everything, and they don't care that we know anymore. They're, they're telling us right to our face, we don't care what you think. We're going to push our agenda no matter what happens. Absolutely. And you know what other really bugs me? My, off, my company offices are three blocks from the hotel where these illegal immigrants are at. Uh, we've got already at the intersection, I'm looking at the intersection here, we have panhandlers in traffic all, all day long. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised over the next week we're going to have some illegal immigrants uh, panhandling right in front of our building here. I mean, it, it's a concern of mine for our employees and our customer base. But, but uh, you know, you, you brought about the I brought about the point about the media, uh, and I'll tell you, Trump's getting indicted in Georgia for racketeering. You know who the racketeers are? It's the media. They're the ones that are racketeers. The Associated Press, uh, you know, the Democrat and Chronicle, the uh, NPR, uh, they're they're liars, and it's unbelievable. They're the racketeers, and they should be brought up in charges, not Trump. Yeah, and, and and the people that are pushing it should be too, John, whether that be the, the, the Bidens, the Obamas, whoever it is that, that's pushing the buttons there, it, it's the same thing, right? They're the Every time, Ron, we say this in our office all day long, thanks for, thanks for calling, John, every time they tell us that Trump did something or that DeSantis did something or that you name it, now they're going after Vivek, Robert Kennedy Jr., when they say that those people do things, they are the ones actually doing them mm-hmm. every time, right? Trump, Trump colluded with Russia. Nope, nope, that didn't happen. Actually, the Bidens took bribes from Ukraine, right? That's actually what happened. This is the stuff that just keeps happening, Ron. It's to the point, whatever the media says, you you don't even, the fact check is, we'll do it for you right now, right to the point, as succinct as possible. It is literally the exact opposite. Whatever they say, it is the opposite. Just from everything that's unfolded, going back, I mean, again, let's say the last 10 years, it is the exact opposite whatever they say they might as well say oh things are up they're down yep that's it's and it's scary because folks we are losing i I can't trust enough we are losing the country right now you do not and i don't care this is the thing that kills me ron before we get to our next caller this is the thing that kills me i don't care if you're a trump voter a desantis voter uh, a Biden voter, a potential Robert Kennedy voter, a Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein, write-in voter. I don't care who it yes. is. Yes, right. I wouldn't take that job if I got elected. <laughs> uh, but here's here's the problem. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. This is not healthy. And, and Todd Aldinger said it. We do not want to go down this path every time we change from Republican to Democrat, Democrat to Republican. But that's also assuming it changes from Democrat. True. And that, and that's, that's their goal. And that's exactly it. Yeah. It, it is the goal. And yeah. for people... Again, we can just look at the hands we've been dealt and how just jacked up they are making people by design. And I've said this before in the radio. None of these people, they have no dominion over us. I don't care what they say, what to do, all the above. Nothing they say is in our benefit, period. I could do a whole show and not lose steam 
and stuff they said was for your benefit, and I'm not talking about the jabs. It goes way back further than that. And even the next thing that's on the agenda, too, is the climate grift, the green grift. Yep. You know, better not have that brick oven pizza because you're going to kill everyone. One of the best examples of this is the we're going to help people that are addicted to heroin. We're going to create safe shooting zones. That's helping nobody. Newsflash. That's not helping anybody. Nope. Safe needles are not good when somebody's addicted to heroin. They need to get off the heroin, right? Our, our, our doctor overtime here, Gal Burstein, you know, when you're using cocaine, just test it for fentanyl. No, stop using cocaine. That would be the, that would be the approach, right? Duh. For those that don't know what drugs do to people, I can, I can firsthand tell you from family, you got to get people off the drugs. It's a mental illness. And the drugs are not helping. Giving them safe places to shoot. I'm only bringing this up, Ron, because you bring mm -hmm. about helping people. Yeah. That's not helping people. No, it's right? not. And then that's it. Remember, too, like with the whole nonsense of the scamdemic. Well, if you're going to remember, they said that in Erie County. Well, if you're going to shoot up, uh, make sure you don't do it alone. Yeah. New York City with their winning pipe vending winning. Machines. Yes. Yeah, all, all good things, because yep. didn't we go through this already in the 80s yep. with the explosion of crack and yep. just everything? And yep. now it's just like, do what you want. Because we're going to be here to mop up the mess. And as a result, all the things that we should be doing, we're not going to be doing, you know, for people that are doing it right. Notice a paradigm thing, theme, excuse me, in New York State. You do it wrong, you're rewarded. Yep. No matter what it is, you're yep. rewarded. You do it right. You try to save. You try to get ahead. Nope. Doesn't work for us, brother. That's not how we want to do it. We but this you. is this is where, you know, again, like as Dave DiPietro was saying, for the people that left, and believe me, it comes up in the house quite a bit. And that's the one thing I always say is, like, you don't want to give up, you know, friends and family and all the above. But at some point, enough's going to be enough. Now, does moving to Florida, to Texas, to Tennessee, does that eradicate every problem that is out there? Absolutely not. But when this state, it, I said this earlier to Mike, and I remember when I first came here, to work and having this opportunity, you talk to people and, and clients, prospects, whoever it may be, you used to joke and say, yeah, we know it's bad, but it's probably not going to get much worse. Literally Wrong. every, yeah, exactly. Every day, every minute, here comes something else. And you're just like, why, why am I doing this to myself? As far as I know, we have one chance of life on this planet. I'd rather optimize my time. And just, again, like I love to fight. I'm not going to back down from these people. Not going to happen. But at some point, you get to the, again, like, just does it start to affect, you know, again, like, relationships your kids, your friends have or your kids have with friends. You know, I definitely can say there's a lot of friends over the last three years don't talk to anymore. Yep. Because, again, like, just having this foot planted or feet, plural, in reality. You, you, you got you got to fight back against this stuff because it's not going to go anywhere. If, if, if you sit there, and, and to your point, Ron, Lomas has said this a million times, you can't just say and complain, this isn't right, this isn't fair, we don't like this. You have to act. And, and one thing in Buffalo, New York, folks, we have an election in 2023. Get out and vote some of these people out. The Mark Poland cars of the world. He is on the ballot against Chrissy Casilio. Vote him out. We can't deal with these people. When the next governor's election comes back, Vote Kathy Hochul out. We called it. We called it. We knew it was going to happen if she took over, and it's happening. Mayor Adams, same thing. This right? this woman has made Cuomo look good. Right. And people voted for and I've heard this from and people. Cuomo knows that, by the way. Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah. But people voted for her because, oh, well, that means the bills are going to leave. 
And then the other thing, too, was we're talking about, like, you know, it's our conversation with Todd, like rights and due process, you know, laws. Here we are with an appeal in the Fourth Circuit, which is in Rochester, for Kathy's quarantine camp. Yep. Okay? That alone is a violation of your civil rights. But did Kathy happen to mention that on a campaign trail? Nope. But we can't lose the bills. We can't see the bills go. Again, think about, again, the actions of your vote. That you get yanked out of your house, which they did in Australia. They did it in China. They did it in other countries. That's coming here. That's a test run. But let's vote for Chompers McGee, who wants to do that because she saved the bills. And don't forget, oh, you need to give up your gas stove, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You need, because of climate change. You got to have this heat pump because of climate change. Meanwhile, Kathy and Bill go out on their powerboat every weekend. Yep. I don't think that bad boy is powered by electric, do you? No, and I'll tell you, these these people, right, you you can't wait before it's too long. For the people, they're like, oh, like you said, Ron, they'll, they'll never put us in quarantine camps. Well, when they get that pass and they do, or when they tell us that we can't get on a plane again without a mask or a jab, or when they tell yep. you you can't get into the Bills or Sabres games again until you have these things, just remember that because you can't do anything when it's too late. You have to get ahead of it. I do want to get to another caller here. Holly from Niagara Falls wants to comment on not complying. Perfect time to, to bring her in. Holly, how are you? Uh, some of what you guys are talking about, they the liberals call it risk reduction. Like, let's allow people to use drugs and make it easier, you know, than Narcan. And now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the Narcan, but yeah, risk reduction. But yeah, you guys are great. Todd Aldinger bringing up great points. My main point is COVID is the gift that keeps on giving. They are not going to, are, are not, not New York State. Not Kathy Hochul, Mark Polenkarz, but the globalists in general. They're yes. not going to walk away from this COVID. Uh, they're going to use it and that the quarantine camps, New York State, as far as I knew, it was a year and a half ago. They had a window. Kathy Hochul used it under a, a help. Um, I know Bobby Ann Cox brought it up. There's an Elizabeth Glass from New York City that did, but they want to use the health, like health codes, and, and bring it back up that we can quarantine safely, you know, safely in a, in a, in a, in a, in a respectful way, quarantine people. Um, I'm sure it'll be safe. Oh. And I'm sure they'll, they'll not give you uh, jabs against your will, too. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, people think it went away. Oh, so that's, that was, your question was, do you think COVID, no, co no, COVID is the gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift of the world that keeps on giving because they use that with fear to make the whole world comply exactly. with all kinds of crazy stuff, masks and release the uh, level three sex offenders, lock up the seniors. They did it in Iran. They did it in Italy. They did it everywhere. Uh, they followed a script. So, yeah. It's a plan, and it's not going away. They're going to reuse it again. Sorry if I'm talking too loud. But they, they will use it again, and we're not ready for it because we're so relieved. We're like, oh, it's over. We got the new normal. Nothing's and no, it ain't over. over. Not with that. It ain't over. All the years of planning they put into no. this, there's no way. And, and you, you're right. With the globalists and all the above, this will be the interesting, really, again, you know, point here. How many people roll 
like they did in three, you know, three years ago to this time around. And, you know, Mike and I hear this a lot at the office where people are like, oh, my God, I wish I could talk like how you guys do at work. And, you know, like they all think the same, but yet it's like, okay, you're using your voice. We're using ours. And yet they're like, well, I can't do that. And I understand. And here's the thing, though, too, is I'm not knocking that because that's a business decision, too. You have to feed your family. You have to pay your bills. Last time I checked. So, I mean, it's just, and that's the thing, is now is they're probably going to try it again. What's what's going to be the response? Oh. How many people are like, yeah, that doesn't work for us? I would agree with you if you wouldn't have said probably. They're going to. Yeah, Mark yeah. our words. They will. They will because it worked. Because they use fear, and it's a virus or, you know, oh, oh, the science, whatever. They will do it again. They will. Uh, how It'll be work? Ebola. We're coming up. Sorry, Holly, I don't mean to cut you off. We're coming up on a, on a quick break here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead, Holly, and put you down as a no that you won't be complying with these mandates Thank if they come you. down again. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're number 15, Thank Holly, you. so I'll yeah. put you down on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Thanks for yes, calling, Holly. Appreciate it. All righty, folks, we're coming up on our final break here. I will tease this one final time. What did America approve to bring to Ukraine? We will get right to that after the break. This is Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein. I almost got your name wrong, Ron. That's all right. about that on the Financial Guys Media Network. America. Senator, you're, you're, um, you're putting words into my mouth. No, sir. I'm accurately there is, describing the situation. There is... All righty, welcome back. Five short minutes left, Ron. We, we overdid the breaks again. We, we can't stay on track here, but that's okay. Just having a good time. Just having a good time. That's right. Mike Sparazzo, Ron Reinstein, live in studio here. Ron, before we go, I do want to talk about uh, a couple things with the Ukraine-Russia conflict. We heard this week that they are approving more money, of course. Why wouldn't Why they? Why not? Um, approving more money to Ukraine. Biden asked for $25 billion more. God forbid we spend the $4 billion on our border. But what else did they approve? The deliverance of F-16s. F-16s from the Netherlands, I believe it is. Uh, There's one other country. I forget which one, but they are coming from there. So we are now approving fighter jets from America to go to that conflict. I thought, Ron, I could be wrong, but I thought we were not getting involved in that conflict other than facilitating more money. Wrong again. So when they tell you that we're not going to put troops on the ground, Remember this, folks. And again, I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to happen. But remember, they told us they were not going to give anything else. We're giving money. We're giving fighter jets. We're giving God knows what else that we don't know about. Troops will be next. I am telling you within two years. If Biden wins in 2024, which we can't have happen, there will be troops on the ground. I can almost guarantee it. I think it'll be if they'll try to do it before. But now, now due to the, the wonks in Washington and the globalists, you've just pushed together China, Russia, India and Iran. Yep. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, very smart. Joe Biden does not have our best interest at hand here. That's a given, right? And neither do a lot of his cronies, a lot of these people, and including, by the way, Ron, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, the yep. Mitch McConnell's of the world. They don't care about us. What's going on with Donald Trump and then they're, they're angry tweeting and pretending they care. They don't, okay? They've shown nothing to us that they care. I'm going to include Jim Jordan. That I love Jim Jordan. He is really disappointing me with all these. If they do something else, we're going to bring impeachment to Joe Biden. Well, well that's yeah, that's a well, that's the best part of it. Like with the grip, well, if you get us in, yep, you know we're going to do this and that. And so people donate. Do we have the January six tapes yet? No, I don't think not, so. Yeah, do I didn't no. think so either. No, we don't but have that. No, let's keep it going. And then it's, oh, we lost. Well, keep donating to us, and yep. then this next cycle, we're going to make a difference. But yep. we need your money. 
The same goes for Mark Poland cars here in Erie County. The same goes from, I'm assuming all our listeners in, in, in uh, Monroe County and in Rochester, we are all losing folks. We're not winning, right? This, the, the, the liberal ideologies, the liberal platform is not working. Go look at your inner cities. Go look at, you know, and look, look at your tax, look bills. at your tax bills, right? Yeah. Look at that stuff. Your cost of living. I used to, I love hearing where people are like, well, Buffalo is, you know, not that bad of cost of living. I'm like, what? Yeah. Gas have was, you gone to the supermarket lately? Not only that, I mean, yeah. gas, I think I filled up today. was like 400, well, 400. <laughs> that'd that be a lot. It feels that way. Yeah, it does. But I mean, yeah. 430 a gallon. Yeah. Because, you know, my first world problem of putting in middle grade. But this, this is the stuff that, again, don't be blinded. Go vote these people out. They're, get businesses coming back here. There's not a reason why New York State is not ranked dead last in business climate. And, Ron, I'll say this. Don't forget, Joe Biden took credit for gas going down. It's going back up. Also, don't forget. Well, that's because of Ukraine. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. of course it is. Don't forget that mortgage rates, folks, mortgage rates were under 3% when Trump was in office. They are now hiked up again to, what is it, 7.5%, 8% mortgage rates right now? Because, remember, the experts, again, right. Janet Yellen, who yep. looks like Benny Hill with that hairdo, oh, inflation's transitory. Yeah. It says transitory. It says it'll go down. And then at the end of 2021, like, oh, my God, we got to tighten the money supply and just keep raising rates. Breaking news. That was a lie. As as uh, Maury Povich would say, the, the uh, you are lie not detector, the father. The lie detector just came in. And that is a lie. Folks, thank you for listening today. Don't forget about our podcast Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays and our morning show. Uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8.15, a morning brief. All of that can be found on financialguysmedia.com. And our new app, go to your app store and search the Financial Guys Media Network. Also, don't forget about our two seminars, Ron Ryan and Mike Hayflick on September 20th at 6 p.m. And on October 11th, Charlie and Anthony for estate planning. Folks, again, thank you so much for joining us. Keep fighting the good fight, and we will see you next Saturday afternoon.